the delightful David Addison, uh, ITV BTCC commentator, joins me at uh, Autosport International. David, good to see you. Um, it's lovely to look ahead to the new season that's just around the corner, the excitement that the British Touring Car Championship brings to you and many, many thousand others. Um, we can't wait, can we? Uh, no, and when you start to see it, Mike, like today, with new cars being unveiled, new drivers being announced, it's that bit more real, isn't it? It's all very well seeing it on Twitter or on the touring car website but when you actually start to see the drivers again and you, you look at a physical car and you think oh right he's going to be driving that and that's what that car's going to look like in this new colour scheme it does feel that bit more real and as we stand here now talking we know what probably 75% of the entry list there are still a few teams with, with a hole to be filled and drivers that people are wondering where they're going to rock up so the the story's not done yet, and that's even before we go racing. Exactly, and you have a TV monitor here showing some of the coverage from last year. Your voice, unfortunately, we can't hear because the sound has blessing, turned down. But what I was going to say, David, is, I mean, for you as a job, it's made that much easier, enthusiasm-wise, because it is such a fantastic championship. Oh, I've got the easy bit. I mean, genuinely, the, the, the hard part is the television director. David Francis and Mark Cross, who, who look after the, the television coverage of the races... They have the hard task of knowing which camera to cut to when, because you know that if you suddenly take your eye off that battle for the lead to go to the battle for fourth, it's going to change for the lead, and something someone else is going to spin off somewhere. And you know, in the in the OB truck for the race coverage that, that we have, there's this bank of what to me as a luddite looks like about 150 television screens, and David and Mark are on top of this all the time, knowing where to go, which battle, which on board, which camera, and. For Tim and I, you know, we've got the really easy bit. We just have to try and make sure we know who's driving what when. Well, you say the, the two task. of you make it sound easy, but it's not because there's so much to cover because there's so much going on. And with the closeness of the grid and the closeness of the of the cars and everything, you're looking out for battles and you know taking place, you know, right the way through the actual grid, aren't you? Absolutely. But I'd rather we had a race like that than a soporific, slit-wing single-seater race, you know, which I've covered in Europe, for example, where you're struggling to find the next battle or. or you know, even the DTM, which is very aero-dependent, uh, the cars are great, but you, you think, well, overtake. When, when, when is something going to happen? You never think that in the British Touring Car Championship. It's all, there is always something to talk about and something about to happen. And you know this as a seasoned observer as well, that the first race is good, the second race is that bit better, and the third race is gloves off, reverse grid, lots of repair time afterwards. You get into that, into that pattern. And all the racing is good, and to, to have a championship like that with so many different winners with so much action and with that determination from everybody on the grid to give it their all nobody settles for a position in the touring car championship they all want to be ahead of that car exactly. they all want to win and nobody, nobody ever gives up and there are other categories whether it's in club racing where people think oh you know alright I can't catch him I'm, I'm going to settle for fifth Nobody settles in the BTCC, and that's why the results are never settled until the last lap, because there's always so much that can happen. Because they know that anything could happen, actually, out there on the, on the, on the race circuit. Um, I mean, for yourself and Tim, sat there in the commentary box... Stood. When you, stood, stood, stood. Stood. I must do that, because yes. it's, it's very, very important. When you stood there, watching the races as you do through the monitors, yeah. and maybe out of the glass sometimes and watching it going on, is there an admiration between the two of you, again, about the achievements of some of the teams, some of the drivers, and what it is that they're able to achieve, and the progressions that they make throughout the seasons I think uh, David it's interesting you ask that I don't think we've ever really had the time to sort of sit and reflect on that quite so formally we, we, we get the occasional five minutes to say you know 
he's come on or that, that team's done a really good job but I don't think we've ever maybe this is a feature for the for the coverage this year to sort of look back on teams and drivers that have been around for a few years and how they progress but we've we've never done it formally um, we look at it from different ways because I'm not a racing driver um, Tim's won the championship and he's been a team manager within the championship so he's looking at it from a different perspective anyway um, but we've never sort of as I say formally sat down and, and reflected uh, as perhaps we should on, on people's long term efforts but I think you have to be honest and appreciate everybody from driver to truck driver in that paddock because the level of competition is just so intense isn't yeah, it it's, it's incredible I was saying to Matt James uh, motorsport editor or motorsport news editor sorry um, with regards to what Colin achieved last year and we'll just touch on him just for a moment if you don't mind that was some achievement wasn't it and again his, his mental approach and his physical approach and his whole approach to winning that title in 2018 was something else wasn't it and a real admiration yeah because at Donington Tim and I were saying that's Turkington's season ruined he's out of the game we should have perhaps known better because it's a long season yeah. but Donington where if you remember the car was coughing and spluttering out of the pit lane and missing a race and, 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 and doing a, a handful of laps you know that was a dark day for, for, for Colin and for Louise his wife and yet he regrouped and bounced back and I'm not saying this to prove a point about Colin but just to reinforce that he won one race and yep. still won the championship and he had that bad weekend at Donington it is a re- remarkable effort and it shows his resilience and his experience and the team's ability to piece together a season it's not all about wins people remember the winners you know we had 17 different winners go away and name them um, if you can after all this time but you know he won that one race he got on with it he racked up points and points and points and points and won the championship and that I think to, to some of the young drivers coming into the championship was worth noting yes people you, you see it when they have their first up, up at the front of the grid day you know I'm sixth I could win this race yeah but you might not so settle for a, settle for a, a podium I, I said earlier that people don't settle but there's an occasion yeah. where maybe you should um, but Colin got on with what he knew he, he had to be doing got the best result out of that car and proved that with the right approach you can win a championship even if you're not winning race after race after race yeah it's a, an incredible driver and an, an incredible achievement um Research-wise, how much do you have to do? Because I would always think that you and Tim would be fantastic to have on a pub quiz. You know, your knowledge, the two of you, motorsport, about what you do know, because you don't always just do the British Touring Car Championships, David. You do do other championships as well. But there's a lot of preparation that goes into the kind of work that yourself and Tim put in on a race weekend, isn't it? And you need to know your facts, and you need to know your stats, because the two of you don't want to get caught out, do you? And you need to know what you're talking about, obviously. If your pub quiz team is about touring cars of the 80s, I'm probably, <laughs> I I'm probably there, because I can seemingly I can remember what happened two decades ago rather than two weeks ago. Um, no, uh, both of us need to do our research, you're yeah. right, and we do it in, a, in a, a different way. We talk to drivers, and I have bits of paper with all sorts of notes and I scribble things on a grid sheet but once the race gets underway you can't really take your eyes off the screen because if you do you'll miss something you know if for example the racing tech's over then though doesn't it yeah to some extent but people will say race two is Mike Chambers 400th race so you write that on a piece of paper but if you then don't carry that in your head you can't suddenly think, oh yeah, now um, Mike Chambers. I know something about it. I just uh, no, not that page, not that. Oh, there it is, Mike Chambers. Oh, he's in the gravel now. All that, yeah. You know, I missed that. So you have to try and carry as much in your head as you can, um, and a lot of that sort of statistical stuff is on a sheet of paper with different codings, and a lot of the information is is through your memory 
and, and on the day information is from talking to teams and drivers and we can't always after free practice one free practice two and qualifying and then three races go and see every driver so I'll talk to him Tim will talk to him and we'll quickly compare notes before we get to the next part of the day and did you speak to so-and-so oh, yeah it was yeah. a puncture oh right okay da, da, da. what about so-and-so gearbox right da, da. scribble it all down and between us uh, we do try and, t- and stay on top of it I say it's homework that yourself and Tim do plus the experiences that you both have and you don't get that information from somebody else do you like you say it's, no. it's, it's just up there basically but also it's a bit like subjects you would have done well in at school yeah. if you enjoyed them You'd then, remember things and you'd learn and you would want to, to, to absorb that information. And subjects you didn't enjoy, you wouldn't be able to retain the information. You wouldn't want to learn. It would be, you know, you daydream in the middle of that class. Well, Tim and I enjoy touring cars uh, a lot. So it's an easy sell as far as information is concerned. We want to talk to drivers. We want to talk to teams. We, we, we want to look at highlights of that last race and uh, refresh our memories uh, because it's a category that we both absolutely love being involved in. It's fantastic. And um, what can we expect then in 2019? Is it going to be even closer than I think it's going to have to look ahead to, you know, what it, it's going to have to go some to get more than 17 winners. And I think actually it would be quite nice this year to have a, a, a slightly smaller statistic, yeah. if only um, so that you could perhaps see a pattern of, of exactly what the pecking order is because last year with so many different winners it's very distorted as to who is better than who I think um, with new cars new drivers anyway you you won't get 17 different winners but what you will get you can guarantee it is you'll get ultra close racing you'll get plenty of surprises bit of controversy I suspect a little bit of damage along the way as well but as for a champion can so Colin do it back to now. back? I, I don't think we I, should do it. I was again saying to, to Matt James of uh, Motorsport News, we shouldn't do that, I think, because it is too tough, isn't it? We think that Colin will be there again. We think that maybe Ash Sutton will be there again. Maybe even Andrew Jordan will be there again. It, the, the list is endless, isn't it? Well, you're right, and all of those people should be there again. But this is the British Touring Car Championship. Yeah. And as we've talked about with Colin, and don't forget Andrew had that weekend at Thruxton with his illness and dehydration and yeah. missing the last race one bad weekend can really throw you and it then is a mark of that driver how they fight how back they, yeah. but there are so many good drivers on the grid and the racing is so fierce irrespective of what you're up to if somebody else makes a tiny mistake and gets it wrong and nails you especially in race one that's your weekend destroyed so you never know what the rest are going to do to affect your championship year so it's never clear cut no it isn't but you love it though don't you and Tim um Yes, and yes, of course. Yes, no, yes. If, if, if you'd have told me when I was in my pram watching him win the championship in 1992 that I'd end up sharing a box with him talking about the BTCC, I don't think I would have believed you. But it's a great job to have because... How many of the two of you years you've done it together? Uh, we started in 2013. That was the, like the first year we did. Five, six, this yeah. is the sixth year, isn't it? Um, you know, it's and it's, it, you know, it's a weird marriage because we see each other for ten weekends of the year, but it's a very intense <laughs> ten weekends. And then I have another marriage, you see, to John Watson when I go off and do Blancpain GT racing. Yeah. Um, and we have our, our different relationships, and they're two very different people to work with. But, you know, Tim and I get on fine, and we have a, a, a good time doing it, and we enjoy each other's company. And it's a, I, I'd like, I hope, ultimately, it doesn't matter what I think, I hope the fans enjoy well, that's it. That's the thing. Um, because they're welcoming us into their front rooms to, to enjoy the racing. Um, but we, we get on great. And it's a championship that he's been involved in from behind the wheel. I've watched from either a, a track commentary box or the TV booth or on the spectator banking for, for years. And 
every year it evolves and it develops surprises. And you know, you're talking about a championship with a 60-year history. Yeah. There aren't many that can can do that. And I'd like to be involved for as long as possible. I love I it. Say, it's fantastic to watch, but it's also great to listen to yourself you, and uh, Tim. You know, as as the racing takes place, David, always a pleasure. Thank great you, to catch up with you here at uh, Motorsport Show. Thank it's you. It's a good Thank season. You, right, indeed. Thank you.